We all wanna be happier, but how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. All right. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I'm your host and coach, Brittany King. How are you doing today? You know, one of the things that I know I'm on this earth to do is to teach through my experiences, my very human moments. And that's what I want to do this episode about today. I had a different plan in place. I was going to interview one of my amazing clients and share her success story so you can hear her transformation in a short three months. However, something happened and I'm going to explain the story in a minute and we're going to postpone it. And then of course, afterwards, when I think about how things unfolded, it was because I wasn't meant to record that podcast episode today. I have a different message and one that I think is very important and timely with what's going on in our world. So the beginning of every episode, I'm always like, check in, how are you feeling? And I'm going to be completely honest with you. I am feeling very sad. I am feeling a little afraid, a little confused. Earlier today, I found out about yet another school shooting in Nashville this time. And I was really intentional about my time today. I'm working on my presentation for my training this week and something popped up and my brain was like, nope, don't look at it. You're going to look at it later. And of course, what happens when you tell your brain, don't do something, you know what happens? It does the opposite, just like a toddler. So my toddler brain was like, no, need to know right now. So about halfway through the day, something pops up on my break. I go down the rabbit hole and school shootings have always like there's tragedy that happens in the world and school shootings just always knock me on my ass. And especially after becoming a mom this past year, it just, it just hits so differently. And so my brain saw it and attached to it. And I just went down the rabbit hole, trying to make sense of it, trying to read the articles, even though my higher brain was like, no, don't do that. Don't do, let this derail you. And it did, it did for a good 30 minutes. And in those 30 minutes, I missed a very important call with Tara, who I was going to do my podcast episode about this podcast episode with today, sharing the success story. So we got on the call and we just typed super honest with her and she understood. And we just talked about it and really talked about what to do, how to show up, continue to show up in your life when there's things going on in the world that you have a lot of thoughts about. And something like a school shooting is one of those examples of a circumstance that so many of us would argue is a terrible, terrible, terrible thing. And we can all commiserate on it, but it's not a fact. There are people out there that don't agree. So when thing, when tragedy like this happens, it really makes me step back and look at what my thoughts are. 
and recognize how my thoughts are making me feel. And to be able to continue to show up for the rest of my day, because I was halfway through my day, I needed to give myself space to feel. And I wanted to record this episode for you because life is always going to happen. And there's going to be things that happen, circumstances that we have zero control over that we're just going to want to crawl in a hole and hide. Um, that was my response. I just wanted to go grab my baby and give up on the rest of the day. Um, I wanted to seek safety because my brain was registering a threat like it was actually happening. And so I want to walk you through the process that I did to allow myself to get out of that state of fight or flight, my nervous system, regulate my nervous system, get to a place where I could be present with my emotions so that I could show up for the rest of my day. And I think what's really important about sharing this with you is things are always going to come up and we're going to think that we can't, we're going to just be like, I just can't, I just can't show up for work. I just can't show up for my relationship. And the truth is we can, we do have the power of choice and it's coming from our thinking. Now, the important thing about this work is not spiritually bypassing or spewing toxic positivity. This is not about love and light or sending prayers. What this is about is honoring how you're feeling before proceeding with the rest of your day. So this allows me to show up. I'm showing up right now, not with the absence of the emotions, but they are just there and they're okay to hang out and stay with me as long as they need to. And I can still show up and do my work. This actually came up for me last week because I was feeling very deflated and I was having thoughts that I wasn't doing enough. I was kind of spiraling on what I was producing. I was comparing myself to other coaches and I felt very deflated. And after getting coached and seeing what was creating that feeling of being deflated, I was able to continue to show up. I showed up. I showed up for my business. I created amazing content. I was on fire. I was loving creating. And it wasn't because I wasn't feeling deflated. It was actually because I allowed myself to feel deflated. I allowed myself to feel that negative emotion. And because I allowed myself to feel that negative emotion, it propelled me forward. This is so fascinating because right before I recorded this podcast, I was coaching a client. And again, I was able to show up for her because I allowed myself to feel the way that I was feeling. And we spent a little bit of time processing how she was feeling because she has uh, two boys, another one on the way. And one of them starts kindergarten next year. And she also went into fight or flight. She was having a stress response and being able to witness her having the emotional experience and help her process gave her relief and found a place of safety. And we worked through it. She asked, how do I show up? How do I build emotional resilience? I didn't want to show up for my calls the rest of the day. And I coached her on it. And then we were able to have the most productive second half of our coaching session ever. Like we got off the call and she was like, this was so good. We got so much covered. And it was because of her willingness be with the negative emotion. And it wasn't the ignoring. We acknowledged the sadness. We acknowledged the anger. We acknowledged the fear. We acknowledged all of it. And more than just acknowledging it, we processed it. 
And there's something so powerful in a coaching setting of being witnessed, having an emotional experience, being okay, feeling vulnerable and safe enough to process how you're feeling with someone else witnessing you. And I've experienced this myself because when I was feeling deflated, I got coached and that experience of feeling seen gave me the space to process. And then I was able to produce so much amazingness after that. It was just, it's so powerful. So I want to walk you through the importance of allowing and processing. You know, I was so guilty before I discovered coaching of being a toxic positivity spewer. I didn't realize that I was doing it. It was a defense mechanism. It was a part of my survival when I was younger. Everyone who knew me, knew I was the happy one. And I was really playing that role. So when I was unhappy, I thought it was a problem. So I would just ignore it. And this was a problem. This is a really big problem that I had in my life. Now I know that it's not about being happy all the time. And when, and when tragedies happen, like a school shooting, this is the reminder why the purpose of life is not to be happy all of the time. Because if the purpose of life was to be happy all of the time, that means we would choose, I would need to be happy right now in this current circumstance. And I don't want to be happy. I want to be angry. I want to be sad. I want to be frustrated because I know that I can use this in such a productive way. I already have. I was able to use this fuel and it's not, I didn't ignore it. I didn't push it away. I wasn't like, I can't deal with this right now. I just allowed it to be there. And because I did that for myself, I was able to do that for my client. And this is such an important thing to recognize is if you're seeking to be happy all the time, check in with yourself and ask, is that really what you want? Like, do you want to be happy when tragedy happens? Because without this contrast, without this duality, this we wouldn't know we wouldn't know the existence of happiness without sadness. We wouldn't know miracles without knowing tragedy. Like we have to have this duality. And if we bypass it, if we ignore the sadness, if we ignore the tragedy, if we ignore the darkness, how will we know when we're experiencing joy, light? We won't. We have to be able and willing and open to go to both places. So when we are able to be in the emotional experience as it's happening, it's coming from your thoughts. You know, when I, I didn't know about the school shooting until later in the afternoon. So it didn't mean anything to me, right? The actual event of it happening didn't mean anything to me until I saw, until I saw a report until I saw words and then my brain attached meaning and down and then the spiral happens, right? It's like, I could feel my body go into fight or flight. I could feel that response. And that's how powerful our brains are when we're reading. So being able to mobilize myself and get out of fight or flight. And by doing so, I tapped my body. I do this exercise. I call it body tapping. I tap all over my body for three minutes and it moves that energy that I would be using to get away from a threat. And I used it in a productive way. It mobilized me out of a state that would have had me completely immobilized. Now this didn't happen right away because I definitely went down a little spiral and was reading and was just totally, 
my brain was trying to make sense of it. I was so angry. And after I did that, getting myself out of that state, I sat with how I was feeling and I honored it and I acknowledged it and I didn't push it away. I honored my pain and I loved my pain. And I think that it's such a beautiful thing to be able to sit with it. I think it is so powerful to have the ability to just be with how I'm feeling and you know, thinking thoughts like this shouldn't happen is a waste of time because it is happening. Do I agree that it's happening? No, but can I accept that it did happen? Yes. And there's a big difference between agreeing and accepting. Acceptance is just, this is what is, this is what's happening. Do I think it's happening? Like I, this is the, oh, everything happens for a reason. No, I, I don't think everything happens for a reason. I think that there's tragedies that happen that don't make sense. And the only thing that I can really come to that really makes me feel, I don't want to say at peace, but brings me comfort is the connectedness of human beings. And I was talking to my client about this is what a gift it is to be able to feel so deeply about families, children, people that are impacted by this tragedy that we don't know. And this is what makes us human. And this is what makes the human experience so unique and so special that we can feel so deeply and have that empathy for someone else that we will never know and we will never meet. And it's in that empathy, it's in that love, it's in that place of compassion that we can make a difference, we can change also mixed in with a little anger, right? A little fuel to put on the fire to keep moving us forward. It's so important that we don't bypass how we're feeling, that we don't get to a place where we are numb to these experiences. This is not okay. This is not how the world, this is not the type of world that I want my daughter to grow up in. I don't agree with it. I know that that's not a fact. I know that this is my thought, but this is the type of energy. These are the type of emotions that I know will fuel action to change. Whatever it is that I need to do, that I have to sit down and figure out how I can be a part of the solution, I will. I wouldn't be able to get to that place though if I spiritually bypassed, if I brought toxic positivity to these situations, okay? Now, I will say that sitting with your negative emotions is very uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. It's so much easier to bypass it and pretend like it's not there. However, when you bypass it, it's still there. It doesn't go away. It's just temporarily masked, but it comes up and manifests in undesirable ways. Often distractions. It often has us avoiding how we're feeling, having us do things that we don't actually want to do because we're avoiding feeling the pain that we don't want to feel, right? Human motivation, what we are motivated by is the avoidance of pain at all time. So we will go great lengths to avoid feeling pain. And that's the problem. Now, if you can just sit with the pain and you can honor the pain and you know that the pain is beautiful and there's, and it has a, a purpose, this is how you build emotional resilience. This is how you build emotional resilience. And that was really the question that my client had is how do I build emotional resilience? 
I heard about the news. It was breaking news. I was watching the Today Show and I didn't want to show up for client calls. I didn't want to show up for prospect calls. It's like, you don't want to depend on feeling good all the time for showing up. Yes, you know, feeling good. It's great to show up for your work. It's great to show up for meeting with clients or prospect calls, creating. But if you're depending on that, it's a losing battle because being a human, the human experience is 50-50. It's 50% positive emotion and 50% negative emotion. And it's not good or bad. It's just easier to feel, not easy to feel like that's really the difference. So that's what it means to be a human. And so when these things happen, we realize that this is just a part of the human experience. This is a part and, and there's going to be this 50% negative emotion. And when you can honor and be with that negative emotion, you have access to the other emotions, maybe not right away, which is totally fine. The point isn't to access it right away, but you do end up bouncing back. You have, when you build emotional resilience, you're able to come back from that negative cycle so much quicker because when you avoid it, when you ignore it, you actually get further and further and further away from what you truly want. So the things that helped me, and I want to offer this to you because I hope that it helps you as well. The first is allow and process however much time it needs to take. Okay. You will get to a different place if you allow yourself and it might take longer than other people. It might take less time, but there is no rush. There is no rush. Allow yourself to process how you're feeling. We'll say most emotions don't last longer than 90 seconds. So if you allow yourself to be present with how you're feeling, the emotion will pass. And there might be other emotions underneath that and another emotion under that, but however long it needs to take is perfect, okay? The other thing is recognizing that you're gonna have a ton of different emotions. Like I said at the beginning of this episode, I felt sad, I felt angry, I felt confused, I felt fear, and it's kind of just all there and it's totally fine. It's a backpack of emotions. It feels kind of heavy. My energy feels low and that's okay. I'm still in the place where I can create because the emotion is there does not mean it's going to stop me from showing up and serving. It's not going to stop me from meeting with my clients. Now, if I avoided it and I distracted myself like I did for this pocket in time, yeah, would have taken me away and it almost did. And there's such a big learning lesson in all of that. So it's just important to recognize all the emotions that you might be feeling that might be coming up are totally normal and nothing has gone wrong. Even if you process one emotion and then another one comes up, it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong. That just means you have a lot of emotions because you're a human being. Congratulations. Okay. The other thing that really helped me today was really understanding that not all situations have a silver lining. I am the silver lining queen. My husband has nicknamed me on our first date. Brian nicknamed me on our first date, SLP. And I asked him, what's that mean? He said, cause you have a silver lining for everything, which I do. I really can, but I do recognize that not all situations have a silver lining right away. And that we will experience happiness down the road, even if it doesn't feel like it, even if things feel really dark that because we know the duality of emotions, the contrast of emotions, what we want is available to us. Maybe just not in that moment. Now, 
The last thing that I want to leave you with that I found to be very helpful is expressing the emotions as they come up. So one of the exercises that I find really helpful is called sacred rage and sacred rage is basically three minutes. I like to play angry. I play, let the bodies hit the floor. That's my favorite rage song. (laughs) I also play that when I'm doing rage on the page and you can do this writing or you can do it somatically, but rage, um, sacred rage is when you literally are inhaling and exhaling really fast. And you're bringing your arms up above your head and throwing your hands down. And this energetic release gives anger, gives the frustration that you're feeling a place to exit. And it doesn't make it wrong. It doesn't make it bad. It just gives it a place to go because there's this belief that it's wrong to feel angry. And it's not. Anger is a very productive emotion. If we channel it in the right direction and we don't react to it and we use it as fuel, it can produce change. It can be very, very useful as long as we're directing it in a productive way. So sometimes you have to do get, move the emotion somatically, the release. You can do that through breath. You can do that through body work, or you can do it through writing. I like to write it out. I call it rage on the page. And I just write all of my thoughts out and it just gives it a place to go. So these exercises are so helpful when you have circumstances that happen that are out of your control, which are all circumstances, by the way, but this is really for you if you find it hard to show up when life is happening, when life feels really heavy, it only feels heavy because we're not processing how we're feeling. And when we allow and we process and we acknowledge, it can be a very useful tool to help us shift from a negative state to a positive state. So this isn't toxic positivity. This isn't spiritually bypassing. This is helpful positivity. This helps you shift your state of being. Because when you shift your state of being and you're not in a state of stress, you are able to get creative and find solutions. You're able to still create, you're able to still show up, and it really allows you to still be present in your life. One of the things that came up when I was chatting with my client was being with our family. After hearing this news, when you don't give yourself the space to process you bring this stress with you in all of your interactions. And when I'm with my daughter later, when I'm going on a walk with her and my dog and my niece, I don't want to be thinking about what I can't control. I want to be focusing on what I can control. And by doing these steps that I just walked you through allows me to be super present and show up for my life. And this is not in the absence of, this is with it. And this, my friend, is how you build emotional resilience. So this is what I had on my heart for you today. Thank you for listening to this episode. If anything resonated with you or you have any questions, please reach out. I would be more than happy to walk you through this. If you are listening to this on Tuesday, March 28th, want to double check? Yep, March 28th. Like, what is the date? What is the time? I am hosting a live masterclass. I'm hosting three. They're all the same, but I have three different times that work with your schedule. How to stop overworking and start living. Oh, I'm so excited about this topic. I'm very passionate about it because I myself was a busy bee and overworker. I prided myself on always being busy. And now I don't even use the word 
busy, unless I'm talking to clients, of course. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday, I want to invite you to join me live. Uh, I have three times Wednesday, the 29th at 10 a.m. Arizona time, which is Pacific standard time, 1.30 p.m. And then on Thursday, also 1.30 p.m. Pacific standard time. Arizona time. So if you are ready to stop overworking, if your to-do list is controlling your life, if you want to get more done by doing less, please join me in this masterclass. I will not be giving a replay unless you attend it. And it's so much more fun live. It's just so much more fun live. So if you're listening to this, this is your sign. Come and join me. All right. Until next time, remember to love yourself. (laughs) own your happiness and let your light shine because you're so worthy of it my friend until next time